Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Looking Up. This is Sharissa Tarosian, and I'm joined in studio by the wonderful Danny Milenkov. How are you, Pastor Danny? I am praising the Lord, and it's very nice to call me in a positive way. So. Oh, yeah, no, always. How are you, Sharissa? I'm very happy to be here and, and grateful to God for the gift of life. And we're joined here by our producer, Shell. Who'll oh, be, the uh, lovely Shell. Oh, the lovely yes. Shell. She'll be lining up some good songs for us again this oh. afternoon. And uh, even though it's cloudy, um, there is hints of, of warmer weather coming. At least we had some hints of that yesterday mm. or the day before yesterday. But uh, yeah, a bit cooler weather, but God is good all the time. Amen. We amen. just want to make you all aware of some important things because this is an exciting show today. We are continuing uh, digging into the story of Noah and there is so much there to be mm. found. In fact, every week when we go to the story, if you think you knew it all, you really you really have to think again because there's still so much to be discovered. And today, what's our topic? Well, today we're going to look at the second half of where we started last week. We, I mean, last week was a massive subject. We looked at um, society and entitled Crumbling Foundation. So we took a look at um, what life was like in Noah's day and how it compares to our day. And so today we want to go a little bit further in that space and take a look at not only the application to our day, but more importantly, how we ought to live. Um, as we prepare for the coming of Jesus. So this is a really, really important subject. This is a practical one. Very, very practical. practical, very practical. All right. Well, we're looking forward to that. And just a reminder to all of our listeners, wherever you're joining us from, right across Australia, maybe even overseas, that if you'd like to connect with us or contact us at any point during today's program, please call or text us on the number 0491. 064669 and also a reminder that as this is part of a series on Noah if you'd like to go back and have a look at some previous uh, episodes they are all uploaded as podcasts to our Faith FM website so if you go to the Faith FM website click on looking up you can see all the previous programs there and uh, I would encourage everyone if you haven't already got the Faith FM app to get it Amen. because there are places where the towers just don't have the signal reach in certain parts of Australia. So please get the app and you can have it everywhere you have done. Amen. Amen. So I'm really looking forward to today. We're going to go to a song break, which is one of my favorite songs, actually. It's called The Blind Man and it's by the Booth Brothers. Ask the Blind Man, He Saw It All. It's a really fun song. And then we come back and we'll talk about, again, where we are in human history, what's happening in the world that tells us mm. that Jesus coming is so near. So you Indeed. don't want to miss that. Stay tuned and we will be back with you in just a few moments. Enjoy the song. I was working in town one afternoon Attending some business affairs I heard a commotion a couple streets over And wondered what's happening there A young man was running from in that direction And stopped just to catch his breath I asked him to please tell me what was the hurry He smiled up at me and he said I was trying to catch the crippled man Did he run past this way? 
It's a great uh, message and song. Welcome back to Looking Up. We are now going to talk about what's been happening in the world, maybe even if you have any highlights of your own life. How did uh, your sermon go on the weekend? How did it go? Yeah, it was um, very well received um, by those who responded. Um, Obviously, (laughs) I can't speak for those who didn't respond. Um, People are at home uh, and we're only able to live stream. So it's it's hard to gauge, you know. You Mm -hmm. normally gauge sort of where your audience is is at by their body language. Um, And then it became increasingly difficult because everyone's got their mask on as they're staring at you and you can't really see, you know, what's going on behind the mask. Um, but now they're not even there. So, <laughs> but no, um, look, I think people at my church at Hillview, Seventh day Adventist Church, where I pastor, they really are appreciating us taking a, a closer look at Matthew 24 and the signs of Jesus coming. So I've been digging into that, looking at the application for us and ultimately how we can be ready. I mean, my, my overall theme, this was, I think, the fourth, yeah, the fourth message in this series. The overall theme is watch, pray, and be ready mm. based on the words of Jesus at the end of um, those passages dealing with the signs of the time. So people are, they can see something's up. Um, those who are reading their Bibles, um, in particular reading this book called The Great Controversy, mm-hmm. written by Alan White more than a century ago, which literally reads like today's front page news. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been encouraging people to read that book. People are reading that. Um, 
And so, yeah, as they're reading the Bibles, reading that book, The Great Controversy, which everyone needs to read, everyone on planet Earth needs to read, and um, there's something exciting. Uh, there's a, a plan by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, which you would have heard about, I'm sure, Sharissa, you know, 2023 and 2024, to distribute one billion That's right. great controversies around the world. And, That's um, amazing, and, we, and we need to start earlier because, I mean, 2023 is like, you know, two years away, a year and a half away. And, you know, in each week, each week, 12 months worth of, you know, um, news happens in a week these days compared to, you know, a couple of years ago. So, yeah. um, so we need to get on with the task of sharing that message. Yeah. So, in short. <laughs> Sure, it went well. <laughs> what about you? How did yeah, you yeah. go? The Lord blessed. It is very different um, preaching online, mm. um, but it also has its blessings too in that there are certain people, I think, who are able to come who maybe wouldn't have come. Mm. Um, and so it's been a blessing in, in some ways uh, for that reason, but challenges too. It's not the same as being in person. So really looking forward to the day when, God willing, we'll be all able to worship again. Mask-free before the throne. <laughs> and we'll be able to sing without masks before the throne. Amen. <laughs> It'll be a mask-free zone. Yes. Now, you know, um, it's kind of like it's it's an amazing segment of this program because every week we talk yeah. about new headlines. Mm. And then at the same time, it's kind of I don't know about you, but I feel anxious every time I read the headlines. Yeah. It's it's a it's a different time to it is. be, and you really need um, to look at these headlines through the perspective of Scripture, which is looking past the headlines to the blessed hope, which is the coming of Jesus, which is just ahead of us. So, yeah. uh, as we do that, what headlines are standing out to you today? Well, firstly, um, I, I want to affirm what you've just said. We need to look past the headlines to the ultimate headline. And that is the coming of Jesus. Amen. Because this show, um, in case people may be wondering, there may be some who haven't tuned in before and maybe you're tuning in for the first time, you may be thinking, looking up. Yeah, why do you call it looking up? And that's because those words come straight out of the mouth of Jesus himself, Luke twenty one twenty eight, where after describing you know, the, the fear that would be gripping men's hearts and women's hearts, where there'd be anxiety and perplexity, you know, the waves roaring and, um, you know, turmoil and bedlam in the world just before Jesus arrives. Jesus says, when you see all these things begin mm -hmm. to take place. So we're, we're at the beginning of that. He says, look up because yes. your redemption is drawing near. And that's an invitation to yeah. put your trust in God. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, uh, yeah, regarding regarding what's been happening um, this week, uh, I mean, you know, our our COVID numbers, um, you know, in New South Wales, where we are, you know, have, have skyrocketed. Um, mm. I, I don't know what they were a week ago. Yeah, They're like 900 to odd today, yes. you know. Um, I don't know what they were. I'd be interested to know what they were seven days ago. And I wouldn't be surprised if they were like at five, 600, somewhere there. Maybe one of our Maybe listeners. Maybe 400, I yeah, or somewhere there, maybe 400, I don't know. But all I know is that they've really shot up. So if maybe some of one of our listeners can do a bit of research and um, text Google. us, <laughs> Google last Wednesday's numbers. Yeah. And um, anyway, but I think this is telling us that those labor pains that Jesus spoke of are intensifying. Yes. Also, I am very concerned about um, the religious uh, liberties, the civil liberties that are now being questioned and uh, and are being threatened. Uh, so we have, you know, we've obviously got a big 
uh, a big push, uh, you know, on on rolling out the vaccine, and everybody is encouraged to get the vaccine, and you know, even the younger and younger portion of our population. But coming along with that, which which does concern me, is um, and I just heard about it today. It was on Sky News. And apparently there's an announcement coming out on Friday and that is regarding uh, a COVID passport here in Australia. So we have that overseas. We've got that in France. We've got that in some states in the US and other places, Israel and so forth. Um, but they are looking to roll that out. So, so that's really going to um, create a major division in our nation for the first time because um, you have many people, they're estimating, you know, one or two million Australians who, for various reasons, um, object to receiving the vaccine. Yeah. And although the government has said it's not mandatory, but so much pressure, so much pressure yeah. is being put on by either employers or or by you know or by society through you know where you can shop, where you can't, what you what know, you can do. what you can do, what you can't do. So it's a laundry list in New York, wow. you know, of what you can and can't do. So anyway, these are all things that are very concerning, and it really plays into the. Um, to the template that we have of end time events when it comes to Revelation 13, and you know we we can look at that as well yes. some other time. I, as I'm thinking about that, I'm just reflecting on you know our government leaders. Every day they're under so much pressure, and I really feel for them. And mm. I think we said this. We're talking about how we're praying for them last yeah. week because, you know, they obviously. Obviously, people look at the vaccine as almost like the savior for uh, yeah. the world right it's now. It's seen as the savior. Yeah, like this is a solution, but um, and that's why the push is there. This is the only way out. But it also reminds me that you know Jesus said that before he comes again, that the predominant feeling in the world would be fear. Yeah, he said that men's hearts would be failing them for fear and looking after those things which are coming on the earth, and so um, that's like a like just the feeling of fear that people feel as they look at the news, read the headlines um i just because it's constant it's constant, constant. it's in your face yeah. every single day we can't get away from it and so that does you know fear is the best motivator yes and um I, did you have another thing to share on that note um no well i was just uh, reading um a report uh from yesterday yes yeah, yeah. so today is today's wednesday the 25th of august so in case somebody wants to fact check me so this is <laughs> august the 24th and uh Lifeline uh, yes. reported that they had received 3,345 calls that day. Mm. In one day, 3,345 calls um, to Lifeline uh, from you know people around Australia. So we hear the COVID numbers mm-hmm. each and every day, and they are very sad and very tragic, every single one of them, of course. Um, but you know we don't hear of, of some of these other unfolding tragedies behind the scenes like you know, people who are really suffering um, in, in, a, in a huge way. And I just want to encourage those. There might be some of our listeners right now who are in that boat, who are really struggling, um, you know, with mental health issues and you're just feeling down and depressed or anxious and afraid. Um, we're praying for you. We are praying Absolutely. for you. And please, you know, send us a message, give us a call, and uh, we will certainly pray for you. We'll pray for you by name. We'll mention your first name. We don't need to mention your second name, but we are happy to even pray for you on air. That's that's why we are here um, to pray for you. And so, you know, we really need the Lord and we need one another at this time, you know. Amen. 
One of my favourite authors, Ellen White, she said often she wrote and she would um, say in her sermons, two words, press together, press Mm. together, press together. And I think as we draw nearer to the coming of Jesus, we need to press together more. Absolutely. And just uh, want to echo what you've just shared with everybody and just remind them too that, you know, we might all be in a form of lockdown right now where we can't move freely and we can't do things um, that we would normally do, but God is not locked down. No. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is, is not locked Heaven is not locked down. down. Heaven Heaven's is open for business. Down. So that is Amen. encouraging and uh, Jesus is still coming. You know, uh, thinking too about just the way society is starting to mirror more and more the days of Noah. I don't know if you're going to talk more about the family. Too? Yeah, we are today. Okay. That's going to be our focus, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, just saw a headline about the Wiggles. I don't know if you oh, saw yes, the Wiggles. Oh, yes, I did. Um, they are expanding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, in very unique and interesting ways. Um, I actually remember growing up with them, and I think even they came to the school that I was at, and they did a concert there. So I've you know, been mm. a long-time fan of the Wiggles. Oh, Wiggles. Um, <laughs> Big plug for the Wiggles. <laughs> but now they too are starting to reflect woke culture in their new uh, makeup of the group, yeah. and um, including an, a non-binary, I think I'm reading the news here, um, person in their team too, which is just yeah. just another sign of the times. <laughs> it, is, it is. It's interesting that um, in Victoria at the moment, um, and this just shows you, we talked about this um, last week where Scripture says, you know, the day will come when they will call evil good and good evil. Mm-hmm. Woe to those who call good evil and evil good. Um, you know, black for white and white for black, darkness for light, I should say. And light Absolutely. For anyway, it's interesting. There's, uh, you know, they're, they're looking to, to put through an anti-vilification law in Victoria that will further, that will further take away religious liberties, whereby you won't be able to speak um, from Scripture, God's template, as far as humanity, sexuality, and so forth, the family. You won't be able to speak that um, not only not only in church, but you won't be able to share it in social media and so forth because it may be perceived um, by those in as the community speech. as hate speech and offensive mm-hmm. and detrimental to them. So we are moving forward in that direction. Whereas in South Australia, on the other hand, they're looking to push through um, a bill that looks to legalise, um, not illegalise, but legalise um, uh, street prostitution. Wow. So where we become what a like where, exactly <laughs> so where we become like Holland, you know, there you go th- into Amsterdam and you know you've got you know sadly you know naked women, um, possibly men. I don't know. I've never been through there, but they've got them literally. You know, just like you walk down the street here, you know, you walk down the street and you see one shop selling shoes, another one. You can look through the window and. You know, it's like the. You remember, I was in Melbourne, and you know, in the middle of the city at Christmas time, we would have like, you know, Christmas display in Myers, um, in the window, and mm-hmm. so everybody would go there, and we'd, so basically that's what they're looking to legalize. You know, this wow. display in the open. So I mean, imagine children passing by mm. with their families. So oh, horrible. So that so they're looking there. to legalize <laughs> that, but they're looking to. To, to prohibit scripture. And so that just shows that, you know, we're going upside down. And, you know, this this idea of hate speech and people being upset about it, you know, the Bible, I guess what the, I guess the Bible would be termed hate speech by that definition because well, I, was, is, yes. I, I was reading in the book of Acts today and, and, you know, as Paul goes on his missionary journeys, he echoes what, you know, 
the message of Jesus, the message of the gospel, and it's a call to all. It actually includes the word all, all to repent. All of us need to turn from our way to God's way. Amen. And um, that's not just directed at any one person or any individual, any group of people. It's the world. Repentance is for everyone who's a sinner. Yeah. So if you're a sinner, repentance is for you. It's your only, it's it's your only way out. Yes. And Second um, Peter three nine says exactly the same. You know, for the Lord is not slack concerning his, his concerning his promises, some kind, of, but he's long suffering toward us all, not willing that any should perish, but that all Amen. should Come repent and turn turn to the Lord. Yeah. Amen. And I've, I've on my way here, even I was listening to this audio book called The Desire of Ages. Powerful, mm, beautiful powerful. book. Beautiful. And yes. I was listening to the chapter on the, the Sermon on the Mount. And mm. in that chapter, there's just this one line that struck me as just very special. And sh- the author there wrote, salvation is like the sunshine. It is for the world. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. So we, the call to repent is for the world because the salvation that God is offering to you and I, it is for the whole world. For all have sinned. And fallen short of God's glory. So we all desperately need Jesus Christ. He is that mandatory vaccine that we must have if we are to be saved. It's end of story. Well, I'm really looking forward to uh, beginning our Bible study together. When we come back, we're going to a news break, and we'll have a song before that by Michael Card entitled Why. But when we come back, you will want to have a Bible or at Mm, least be ready to track along with us as we dig into the story of Noah again. God bless and enjoy this song. Why did it have to be a friend who chose to betray the Lord? And why did he use a kiss to show them that's not what a kiss is for? Only a friend can betray a friend. A stranger has nothing to gain. And only a friend comes close enough to ever cause so much There have to be a thorny crown pressed upon his head. It should have been a royal one made of jewels and gold instead. It had to be a crown of thorns for in this life we live. For all who would seek to love a thorn is all the world has to give And why did there have to be a heavy cross he was made to bear And why did they nail his feet and hands His love would have held him there It was a cross for on a cross A thief was supposed to pay 
Jesus had come into the world to steal every heart away. Jesus had come into the world to steal every heart Faith FM has a brand new live show each weekday morning straight after the breakfast show called Tassie Encounters. Tune in for fascinating discussions of history, science, faith, and personal encounters with Jesus. Tassie Encounters, live every weekday straight after the breakfast show on Faith FM. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Hey there, dudes and dudettes. This is Robbie. And I'm Tash from Real Faith. If you'd like to have a more vibrant walk with God, then come join us from 3.30 to 5.30 every Thursday hour to hear fresh stories of God working in real people's lives. Digging deep into the scriptures and having a fun time. We'll We'll see you there. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then.
Looking up with Danny and Sharissa, and we have an exciting prize today. It's going to the first and third person who will contact us throughout the program when we release the keyword. We haven't released today's code keyword, but keep listening, and we're going to share that in a couple of um, moments' time. But just as a heads up, what the prize is for the lucky first and third person it is this book by Mark Finley. End time living, essential truths for troubled times. The past is still with us. All of us live with the consequences of the choices we made back then. What choices are you making today and how do you want to live your life in the future? This is a book that you will want to get your hands on. So be listening, stay with us and uh, you will have an opportunity to, to claim that prize if you're the first or third person who contacts us here in the studio. Also wanted to uh, make a comment because when we were talking about the news before Danny, I, I, we ran out of time and I forgot to make a mention of what's happening in Afghanistan. Mm. Um, just, uh, you know, shocking events, amazing um, news that we've been seeing coming from there. But reading here in a news article that was published uh, not that long ago, I'm trying to find the date here on my page, can't see it, but here it says that some Christians on the ground have expressed that with the takeover of Kabul, they expect to be killed mafia style. Although some reports say that the Taliban is already conducting targeted killings of Christians and other minorities found using public transportation, as well as, and this was what is amazing, executing anyone found with Bible software on their cell phones. Yeah. Uh, so that's a pretty serious situation. This was here. It is. It was published two days ago um, in the Hill dot com. This article. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's very tragic, and we need to be praying for these people. We can't imagine what they're going through. You know, they've had twenty years of freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, religious freedom, and now their worlds have literally come crashing down overnight. You can say literally overnight. Um, just you know, it's come like a tsunami. So we need to keep keep them in prayer. And, you know, there's a lot of persecution going on around the world, Charissa. Um, there are, it's not just Christians, but other religious groups, um, minority groups often are being persecuted. Mm-hmm. And so only God really knows how many are experiencing persecution on a day-by-day basis. But the Bible tells us very clearly that we ought to pray for our brothers and sisters and not not, not just those who are Christians, but we ought to pray for all people. You know, regardless of what their faith is, and to pray for them that God will be with them and strengthen them and give them courage and just yeah. and all these things once again just com- compound the fact that Jesus is coming soon. He yes. is is coming soon. Um, so yeah, I failed to to give a big shout out, um, Charissa, to Kevin and Emma. 
Okay. Yeah, I told them I was doing Bible studies with them yesterday. Yeah. We do Bible studies together, and um, and I told them I'm going to say a big hi to them. So if you guys are listening in right now, big hi to you from your mate Danny. <laughs> Very big hi from me too. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> So, yeah, so did you have anything else you wanted to share? I'm ready to, You're ready to buckle plunge, plunge in, into our study yeah. for today. Eh? Let's, let's hit the study. All right, fantastic. Well, did you want to have a prayer and then we will then we'll get going? Our loving Father in heaven, thank you for this time that we can spend together in your word. And as we study, we just invite the Holy Spirit to be with us and all of our listeners and teach us something we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sharissa. All right. Well, last week, uh, for those who were with us, and if you weren't, as Sharissa said, you can um, get all the previous episodes uh, on our Faith FM website. Last week we started um, by taking a look at what was the social situation in Noah's day, and also a little in Lot's day. We've been we've been um, venturing off into the land of Lot from time to time just to take a look at what was taking place there, because Jesus said in Matthew twenty four that it would be like the days of Noah just before he returns in Matthew twenty four verses thirty seven to thirty nine, and we've looked at those scriptures a number of times. But he also said um, in Luke 17 that it would be also as it was in the days of Lot. Mm -hmm. Now, it's interesting when Jesus speaks of the days of Noah and the days of Lot, he zeroes in on one particular aspect of the days of Noah and the days of Lot. He doesn't look at uh, the violence. Um, He doesn't look at, you know, some of the other things that were taking place in the days of Lot uh, and Noah, the, the sexual immorality and so forth. But Jesus um, focuses on something very interesting, just everyday life. So I don't know if you want to read maybe Luke 17. If you want to read that passage in um, in Luke 17. Yeah. Where is that passage now? Luke 17. I'm just trying to find it. Is it Luke 17? It speaks of the, the days of, of Noah. Noah. And Lot, yes, it, it is. is. It's um, verse 27. Sorry, verse 26. If you want to pick it up from verse 26 to verse 30. And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will also be in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, also, as it Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Okay, so it's interesting what Jesus focuses on. Focuses on you know the, the social aspect of life, you know, eating, drinking, marrying, going to work. Um, buying, building, planting, you know, these everyday, everyday life, life yeah. activities. That's what Jesus focuses on. And he says before he comes, people will be absorbed in everyday activities. So he's not saying that those things are bad. No. But he's just saying they'll be all absorbing. and all That will be consuming. the focus. Yeah. That will be the focus of people rather than preparing for what is to come. Sure. Um, in Noah's day, you know, to come into the ark, and to be part of that first lockdown community, you know, we can't really complain, Sharissa. Um, Noah and his family were locked down. Um, That's right. They couldn't even go out for exercise. <laughs> All yeah. their exercise was inside the ark. They were locked down for over a year. 
But God remembered Noah. God remembered Noah. <laughs> we discovered that's the very heart of the story, yes. And um, so it's interesting what Jesus here focuses on. So, so that's what we want to take a look at. We want to continue to take a look at that. We want to take a look at, you know, um, the family and marriage today and social justice and compassion and care for downtrodden. So that's what we want to take a look at um, as we take a look at Noah and what life was like then and Lot. So we discovered um, last week that God gave at creation three blessings. Mm-hmm. Uh, three blessings to the world, to the human race. One, God blessed uh, the animals mm-hmm. and he invited them to be fruitful and multiply. God blessed marriage and the family. And the third time that word blessing appears or blessed is in relation to the Sabbath, where God blessed the Sabbath. So we're going to take a look at uh, the Sabbath from the story of Noah next week. We, would, we won't deal with that today. But today I want to just look a little more on, on this whole idea of marriage and family. Because it's really interesting when we take a look at um, that passage that describes uh, what life was like in Noah's day from Genesis 6 verse 5 to verses 11 to 13, it's interesting a word that comes up over and over again more than any of the others. And do you want to read that for us, Uh, Sharissa, Genesis 6, verse 5, and then verses 11 to 13? Sure. The Bible says, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Okay, so what's that word that that comes up? Corrupt. Corrupt. It's that word. Three times it appears Mm -hmm. in the narrative, more than any of the other words that describe the days of Noah. Now, last week we looked at what that word corrupt actually means. Um, so we have, we have a definition for it, a biblical definition from the Strong's Concordance. If you want to read that, if you have that somewhere oh, there. I don't think I do. You've got to go a few, few forward. Um, okay. You'll discover uh, ah, the yes. word corrupt. Utter means, waste. Yes. means utter waste, rotten to the core, ruined, destroyed, spoiled, decayed, perverted. All right. So what does that tell you? Pretty bad things. <laughs> so this tells you that the state of society was very unhealthy. Mm. I mean, you just take a look at those words again. I mean, you read them out very quickly. Sorry. Utter waste, rotten to the core, ruined, destroyed, spoilt, decayed, perverted. Wow. So this is a concoction that tells us that things were morally in such a bad state, it was, as it says, otherwise rotten to the core, rotten to the core. Now, we've got to ask ourselves, is that where we are today? Mm-hmm. Now, it's interesting that um, the Andrew Study Bible, the one that you and I enjoy and are blessed by, gives a very interesting um, definition regarding this term. Mm-hmm. And um, it sort of goes along with what you've just read. Mm-hmm. The term is used to indicate something that is no longer fit for for intended use, which we looked at, you know, the other ways, the rotten to the core. Um, and then it discover, we discover that the cause of this corruption is violence, which is often associated with social injustice or the incapacity to distinguish between the sacred and the profane. 
So this is where we are today. We are at a place in society where people cannot distinguish between what is sacred and what is profane, yeah. the holy and the unholy. We, we, have, we have lost uh, our ability to, to determine um, social injustice from a biblical point of view. Mm. And so I think this is really, really relevant to us today. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm looking forward to digging more. Yeah, so, um, so we want to take a look at um, this whole idea of the family mm-hmm. and, and how important it is. And I mentioned last week, you know, as goes the family, so goes society. And by the way, yeah, that word, corrupt, we discovered, is the same word for destroy hmm. um, in the Hebrew. So when something is corrupt, God has no other option but to destroy. Corruption leads to destruction. And we looked at that, you know, last week. So let's take a look at the family and let's go back to Exodus um, because here we have a definition of what God's plan is for the human family, what God's plan is for society. Because as goes the family, so goes society. Healthy societies are built on healthy families. True. That is the, the bedrock. And so when we speak of crumbling foundations, if the family um, crumbles, society will follow suit. Mm-hmm. So if you want to read Exodus um, chapter 20 and verse 12, it's the fifth commandment. The Bible says, Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Okay, very interesting. What do we have here that is unique about this commandment compared to the others that describe our relationships with one another? It begins with a different word. Okay, yeah. Honor. Mm-hmm. Not you shall not murder, you shall not steal. It's honor your father and your mother. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and what else do we have in there that's unique that we don't have in the other five commandments that deal with our relationships a, with one another? A blessing? Yes, we do. <laughs> okay. We do. We have a blessing. A promise indeed. of your days will be long. Okay, so think about it. You've just stumbled, well, not stumbled, I'm sure, <laughs> with your incredible wisdom and insight. Uh, no, no, help me this. join the dots. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let, let's just take a look at that. So that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. So if we honor our parents, if we honor family, God promises that we will experience a long life, we will experience a prosperous life. So what is the opposite to that? <laughs> a short life. Mm. <laughs> so, so what we see going on in society today, you know, we see all the violence, um, we see immorality running rampant, um, we see disrespect towards parents. That is all yeah. leading to us not enjoying a long and happy and prosperous life. You know, as you were just saying that, a thought also struck me, which has probably already struck you, but you know how the first four commandments deal with our relationship with God, how we love God. The last six tell us how we love our fellow man. But the first of the last six is this one here, honor your father and your mother. And it's almost like it's in this particular order because if the home is right and the home is honoring God, then the home will teach the principles and the values mm-hmm. that will create a strong mm-hmm. society. Because You are on the money. Okay. Carry on, Praise carry on. I think I, I think I finished my words. Oh, you are <laughs> so you. spot on. And, um, there is a home 
song right there welcome back to looking up and we've just been getting so carried away here we forgot that we had a song coming (laughs) i was just so enthralled by what you were sharing sharissa that was just top shelf stuff praise the lord and so i forgot all about the time i forgot where we were i was just so absorbed in the wisdom that was just gushing out from your heart and we're back to looking up again (laughs) in case you're wondering We want to remind you that there's a prize that's coming up. We're probably going to give the code word out the next segment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, Beginning the... with F. Oh, okay. And it's a six-letter word beginning with F. All right, there you go. That's a big clue right there. The prize for the first and third person to call or text us is an incredible book called In End Time Living, Essential Truths for Troubled Times. By Mark Finley, if there was ever a relevant book, it's this one right mm, here. Amen. And if uh, you want to get the number ready so you can have it ready to have the best shot at claiming today's prize, uh, just ho- write down the number 0491-064-669. So I'll say that one more time so you can be ready in the next segment. 0491-064-669 will be giving you the code word in the next segment so you can be the first or third to connect with us then. All right, Pastor Danny, uh, where were we? Well, we were um, at a point where we were absorbed in um, some of the insights uh, we were looking, we were discovering from that fifth commandment. We were. And um, you had pointed out that the fifth commandment really is the, the foundation for a happy and prosperous society and how we relate to one another. And that's why it's the first one. That's why it's different mm-hmm. to the others. And um, and it lays the foundation. And as goes the family, so goes all of our uh, interactions in society. And um, if I could just add to that, it's interesting that the first commandment, you know, thou shalt have no other gods before me. 
um, which actually begins with the word, you know, I'm the Lord your God who brought you out of the, you know, out of the house of bondage, out of the house of slavery. Therefore, you shall have no other gods before me. So, mm. so God's deliverance, God's salvation comes first. And we respond to that salvation, that gift of salvation, by honoring God and placing him first and foremost. So that first commandment uh, that is founded and grounded in salvation is the foundation for our relationship with God. Wow. And so if that first commandment goes out the window, then our relationship with God you know, also um, is compromised and the fourth commandment, the Sabbath, you know, remember the Sabbath day, it's really the climax. Mm-hmm. It's, and you mentioned that in the break, which is, which is a really good point. The Sabbath is the climax, and in particular at the end of time, it's how we show yes. our allegiance to God, how we show our, our allegiance to the one who has saved us, who has delivered us, how we show that he is first and foremost in our lives, and no matter what comes, no matter, no matter what pressures and coercion, um, a place before us, we will have no other gods. That's right. Before him. That's right. Because, um, you know, you can be keeping the, the Ten Commandments and walking down the street and you'd look like everybody else around you. But the Sabbath commandment is different because it's a sign that's incorporated in your daily mm. life. Like it's, it's seen. It's something that's visible. So, yeah, amazing thought. And actually, I've just had a, been informed by our producer that tomorrow, I think the same time, uh, Robbie on his show, Real faith, is it? Yeah, real faith. He's going to be discussing this fifth commandment as well. So oh, wow. It's like everybody's on the same page We're right all on now. the same page. That's <laughs> the Lord orchestrating um, the schedule at Faith go. FM because we have nothing to do with it. Whenever I try and organize something, it ends up like going south very quickly. That's how organic Turns it is. Turns to very organic and very much turning to custard. Um, so it's interesting also in that fifth commandment, getting back to that fifth commandment, that of the six commandments that deal with our relationships to one another, this is the only one that has the words "Lord your God" in them. Yes, Lord your I think God. You pointed that out to yeah, me I once point, before. Yeah, on I this did. Program. Yeah. So, so marriage and the family. If you think about it, it's it's the hinge. The family is the hinge that that takes us toward God, mm-hmm. and that enables us to have healthy relations with those. Around us, it's mm-hmm. the hinge. It's the door. They're twin institutions. They are they? twin institutions. Yes, indeed. So when marriage and family goes out the window, our interest and our walk with God also suffers, yeah. and our and our and our um, relations with those around us also suffer. This is really key. Mm. You know those words, the Lord your God, and, and it's interesting that um, in the um, in Deuteronomy where Moses, at the end of his life, he repeats the Ten Commandments um, for the children of Israel. In Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse 16, this is uh, what it says. And here um, we have the addition of something that I believe is really important. It says, Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you that your days may be long and that it may be well with you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Here we have the addition of the Lord your God who has commanded you. Hmm. This, so this is the one who uh, brought you out of the land of Egypt. Yeah. Same rights. The same one. So so it's a command and it's interesting. You know, God, 
God here specifically says, look, this is an important command. And um, so it's interesting that Jesus tapped into the importance of honoring our parents. In Matthew chapter 15, if you want to go there, um, Sharissa, where Jesus, you know, was asked the question, they try to trip him up. They're always trying to trip up Jesus and they're, and they're never successful. They just find themselves tripped up, these religious leaders in his day. But it's interesting um, he, what he says to them. If you want to read Matthew 15, verses um, 3, 3, to, well, 3 and 4 to begin with. Sure. He answered and said to them, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God because of your tradition? For God commanded, saying, Honor your father and your mother, and he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. Okay, so Jesus here is quoting from the Ten Commandments. He's quoting from the Sabbath commandment, and he's saying we need to honor our mother and our father. Because what was happening back then? Do you want to read from verses 5 all the way through to verse 9? But you say, whoever says to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have received from me as a gift to God, then he need not honor his father or mother. Thus you have made the commandment of God by no effect, of no effect by your tradition. Hypocrites! Well did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me, and in vain they worship me, teaching as the doctrines the commandments of men. Wow. So what was going on here? Well, do, 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 you know, do you know the background? No, you might okay. have to help All me. All right, let me just share with you the background. Um, uh, the religious leaders had come up with um, their own tradition, not in the Bible, that if someone, if someone would um, say that when he died, um, all of his possessions would be given to the temple. Mm-hmm. Okay. That person did not need to take care of his parents while uh, while he was still alive and while they were alive. He didn't need to worry about that because his money um, was given to the temple supposedly for a good cause and so he was seen in a very positive light. So that individual could be as selfish as selfish can be, not take care of his parents. And we're talking in a day when there was no pension. Mm-hmm. You know, so there were no pensions back then. The children, sorry, the parents, the aged parents relied on their children in order to survive, um, which is the same in many parts of the world. You know, I've been to Africa a number of times, and in many parts there, there, there is no pension. Um, and so unless the children or someone provides for the elderly um, who are not able to work any longer, they don't eat, hmm. you know. So, you know, we're blessed here in Australia. We've got a, a system where the government takes care of people, you know, who are not able to work and they're elderly and there's pensions, but not so back in the day of Jesus. And so Jesus here says, you know, you have put your tradition ahead of my commandment and you need to take care of your parents. And so Jesus affirmed that. And um, so six times, you know, uh, the New Testament affirms um, marriage and the family, in particular the family. Uh, Again, you know, Jesus states that commandment in Matthew 19, 19, which we won't which we won't take a look at. But there is one more scripture I do want us to take a look at, and that's in Ephesians chapter 6. If you want to go to Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 to 3, if you want to read that, Sharissa, please. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Oh, there you go. There's that promise (laughs) you were referring to. That it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Wow. So we've got a repetition here, haven't we? We do. And um, so 
So marriage and the family, honouring our parents is so important. Now, let's deal with something, because I know this question um, has arisen um, in my ministry, and you may have been asked, what if your parents, what if your parents did not act towards you in an honourable way? I was going to ask you that. Well, just as well I got in before you did, because I'm asking you that question. (laughs) No, well, we'll both discuss it. So, okay, we we know the the tragic reality of of abuse in the home, you know, that is supposed to be a place of refuge, a place of safety, a place of love, a place of, you know, just warmth. Yeah. And yet it becomes... It has often become a place of of just terror. Yeah. So how do we how do we respond to those who say I I had that kind of upbringing? I was terrified yeah. by my mum, my dad, or both. We, um, my husband and I, we've been studying with an eighty one year old lady, lovely lady, and uh, she cannot relate to the words family, like mm. church family. When you talk mm. about having a church family, she finds it really upsetting yeah. because her family life was so bad growing up, and you know when she saw her mum, it would make her so anxious every time she heard the key in the door. But uh, I think for me, and I'm hoping you can elaborate more on this, but here in Ephesians 6 verse 1, children obey your parents in the Lord, for Mm. this is right. Not everything that our parents might do is honorable, but we can honor them in the Lord um, in different ways. Mm. Amen. Look, I think, uh, and there is is, um, a parallel passage that doesn't deal with, you know, children honoring their parents, but... You know, it says wives. Um, can't remember where it was. Um, actually, yeah, I can. Um, it says that in Colossians chapter three, verse eighteen. I was looking at it today when I was reminded of that. It says, "You know, um, wives submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord." Um, and in Ephesians five twenty two, it speaks of wives submitting to your husbands as to the Lord. And you know, and it talks about husbands loving your wives. So it's reciprocal, you know, um, submitting to one another, loving one another, honouring one another. Mm-hmm. And I believe that we ought to honour our parents according to Scripture. I think the command is clear. Not that they have acted in an honourable way. Not that they are right all the time. That's right. And not that they, yeah, not that they've done the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we need to do is we need to... Uh, honor them because they have brought us into this world Mm -hmm. and uh, we want to give them due respect um, based on them being our parents Mm -hmm. at the same time we we need to also be very mindful that you know we all sin and we all fall short of god's glory and there is forgiveness and if we have done the wrong thing um, then we need to ask for forgiveness if we have you know, being mistreated, then God is inviting us through his power and grace to give, to offer forgiveness to our parents if they have wronged us. So I believe I believe it's a very sensitive issue, but it's one where we can really grow and become more like Christ um, as we honour and respect. And in all likelihood, um, those of us who have had parents who have been really hard to honour, they didn't know the Lord when mm, they were doing that. And so true. by that is... respecting them, you show them the love of God mm. in a way that they may never see otherwise. Absolutely. Well, we're going to have a song break and then we'll be back as we continue this study. It's called Love Remains. are 
are born One fine day Children of God On our way Mama smiles And daddy cries A miracle Before they song by Hillary and the Scott family and uh, you're listening to Looking Up and it's come time for us I think now to release our code word for those people who want to try and claim today's prize. Amen. And it's going to the first or the, and the third person to connect with us and the number again it's to gr- call is 0491 064 669 
0491-064-669. And the book that is up for claiming is a book called End Time Living, Essential Truths for Troubled Times by Mark Finley. Wonderful How author. appropriate. Oh, couldn't get more appropriate wow. than that. So what is the code word that people okay, need to call with? Okay, beginning with F. Six-letter word. Sharissa, what do you reckon it could be? Could be the family. Family, family. yes. Family. Top of the class. Top of the class, as always. Yeah, family. There's so, only one person in this class. <laughs> I've got two. Shell. Okay. She's a person too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Unbelievable, Shell. Well, we will have words with this young upstart called Sharissa. Don't worry. At the end of the program, folk, we'll keep it after the program. So anyway. Now, family is the code word. So if somebody wants to text that in or call in with that word family, um, you will receive the prize. Oh, it's a fantastic little book. 0491064669 is the number to call us on. Okay, very good. Well, we're continuing on this journey. We're looking at um, what it was like in Noah and Lot's day and how that compares to our day and how we can be what God has called us to be. Um, so we're always looking up. So whatever we talk about, we always end on a positive. Um, where, and, that's, and that's the way God wants us to be. He wants us Even to, the Bible ends that way. It does. It ends <laughs> with the coming of Jesus. That's right. Even so. Um, Come. Come, Lord Jesus. Jesus. That's how John responds. But Jesus says, you know, behold, I'm coming quickly. That's right. Three times in that last chapter of Revelation. And John is just so excited. He says, even so, come, Lord Jesus. And that is our response as we see what's going on around us. Now, we're taking a look at, um, yeah, the, the social dynamics that were present in Noah and Lot's day. Now, we've looked mainly at Noah's time. But um, we're going to take a look at Lot's Day. Um, but before that, I just do want to tap into uh, this whole idea of Mother's Day and Father's Day. We've been talking about, you know, honouring your mother and your father. It's a command. It's, a, it's the first commandment with promise we've discovered. Um, and, you know, Jesus affirmed it and he talked about the importance of taking care of your parents even in his day. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Mother's Day, Father's Day. You know, these are wonderful institutions where, you know, in May, you know, we we celebrate Mother's Day in September, which is coming up real soon, Sharissa, mm-hmm. um, Sunday week. Thank you. <laughs> Not that you need to be reminded. Um, I do. It's a bit sad. <laughs> I won't be able to see him this yes, year. Yes, it is a bit sad. Yeah. And we celebrate Father's Day. But you know what? I, I, I used to tell my kids, um, <laughs> they're like in their 20s now, I used to tell them and they're like, Dad. And this is why this is why they would say, Dad. Um I would say, according to Scripture, every day is Mother's Day and every day of the year is Father's Day. Your dad must, you must have talked to my dad. Is that what your dad says? <laughs> he told me the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, my, my kids are like, Dad, it's only one day in the year that's Father's Day. I'm like, no, according to Scripture, it's 365 days and 366. Every four years we get an extra day. Um, but, yeah, that, that's the biblical mandate, you know, and that's God's plan, you know, to be honoured every day. If you're a child, so that's something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right. So let's take a look at um, this second area. Um, so, and they really go hand in hand. Um, social justice. We discovered that definition of of corruption is um, not only not being able to distinguish, you know, the holy from the unholy, the sacred from the profane. That is one definition of that word corrupt, which brings about violence. But the second um, definition of that is 
social injustice. Mm -hmm. So there was social injustice going on during the days of Noah and during the days of Lot. And um, sadly, when God's word goes out the window, um, when we eat, drink, and be merry, and we no longer have God's word as our template, you know, we suffer that. Now, there was an interesting... um, an interesting advert on the buses there in the UK. And I found this very fascinating. Do you, do you want to read that out for us, what they yeah. put on their double-decker buses in the UK? It's quite amazing. It says, there's probably no God. Now stop worrying and enjoy your life. <sighs> Have mercy. <laughs> when you read that, Sharissa, can you see something glaring at you with full beams regarding this statement and how this statement has got it completely wrong based on what we read earlier when it comes to what genuinely brings happiness, what brings prosperity to a society. Yeah, the, the sign saying you can have fun without God. That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean. But the key word there is probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. not a certain word. <laughs> so if there is a God, then you better pay attention. <laughs> wow. So we think, we think without God, we're better off. We'll have more fun and we'll enjoy life more and we'll worry less. And this is the whole part of the whole lie that began in heaven when when Lucifer basically claimed God didn't have a right to be ruling the universe because his rules were arbitrary Mm. and they weren't, you know, restrictive of your freedom. Wow. And so and so we have and so we have this lie that has permeated our society and no one is stopping to ask, are we better off today without God in our lives than we were 50 to 60 years ago or so when God was a lot more in our lives? Are we better off today? Is society better off? Are our families better off? And the answer is no, but guess what we continue to do? Just like in Noah's day, when the people saw all the signs, they saw the animals mysteriously making their way into the ark, they somehow still explained that away so that they could hold on to their cherished lies that ultimately brought destruction. Mm -hmm. And we're not doing anything different today. Hmm. We're holding on to these lies, which are clear lies. We see the evidence that we are going backwards as a society when it comes to the the pillars of society, which is marriage and the family, and we're still carrying on full steam ahead in that direction without turning to God. Scary. It is scary. Um, I've got, um, I I came across this Time magazine article back in 1966, April 8, 1966, and the title was, Is God Dead? And it's interesting that 50 years (laughs) later, another title, the same Font used the same, uh, the same. I guess how would you say the the same setting on this front cover? And what was the title there? Is truth dead? Is God dead? Is truth dead? Mm. And um, and it's interesting that Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." And so when we get rid of God, we get rid of Jesus. We get rid of His word. His word is truth. John seventeen seventeen says, "You know, sanctify them by Thy word." Thy he word is, is truth. the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. So when God's word goes out the window, families fail and crumble and also social injustice. Mm -hmm. So let's take a look at, um, because Jesus talked about lawlessness Mm -hmm. abounding in Matthew 24, 12, and he said the love of many will grow cold. Yes. Um, So let's go to the days of Lot. Mm -hmm. 
Um, unless you want to say something on on that oh, no. scripture from from Jesus, um, I just if you want to go to the days of Lot. Yes, I just think about when you know everybody's worrying about global warming. Mm. There's a global cooling of men's hearts because of lawlessness. Mm. Throw God's law out. It's interesting because the Bible says God is love. And the Bible says, Jesus said, you know, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two hang all the law and the prophets. That's Matthew, Two door hinges like Yeah, his. two door hinges. Yeah, that's, that's Matthew 22, verses 35 to 40. And so, yeah, when God goes out the window, when the love for God and the things of God and his commandments go out the window, love, genuine love, goes out the window too. Yes. So the two go hand in hand. God and his love go hand in hand. God's law and his love go hand in hand. Mm. When we have God's law no longer applicable in our lives, then God's love also goes out the window. just reminded me of another uh, line that I heard as I was listening to that book, Desire of Ages, coming here today. Mm. And uh, speaking of God's law, the author there wrote, you know, the Bible says that God's law is perfect and just Mm. and good. And then the author says, so therefore any deviation from that law is evil. Wow. That's true. It's very clear, isn't it? And it brings pain. It does. It It brings brings suffering. It brings pain. That's just like on the road. You know, if we don't obey the road rules or the road laws, we will suffer and others will suffer as well. That's why why we've got laws on the road, Mm -hmm. in order to keep us safe, in order that we may prosper. That's why God's law has been given. His word has been given as a blessing to us. Yeah, so, well, let's take a look at um, the days of Lot. And it's interesting how Ezekiel describes the days of Lot and what we can learn from that. So from Ezekiel 16, verse 48, 49, and verse 50, if you'd like to read that, Sharissa. As I live, says the Lord, neither your sister Sodom nor your daughters have done as you and your daughters have done. Look, this was the iniquity of your sister Sodom. She and her daughter had pride, fullness of food, and abundance of idleness. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy, and they were haughty and committed abomination before me. Therefore I took them away as I saw fit. Wow. So what was it like in Lot's day? It's a lot like today. Yeah. So look, notice... In the, in the city of Sodom, there was pride, yes. fullness of food, abundance of idleness, you know, just hanging around, not doing much. But it's interesting, that last section, neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. There was a lack of compassion mm. for the poor and the needy. And it appears that there was a, a gap developing between the haves and the have-nots. Mm-hmm. Is that the case today? Very much so. And I think COVID's increasing that that gap. We have a huge gap today. Um, I went online. I went online today to just discover, you know, what are the statistics um, based on COVID and what has happened um, here in Australia and around the world. And this is what I discovered. Are you holding on to your... Holding on. Holding on to your chairs. You've got your seatbelts on, folk. Um, Yeah. This is phenomenal. So this is from Australia. This is from Oxfam Australia. They're one of the leading organizations that monitor, you know, uh, wealth and poverty. And they have an aim to try and bring equality to more people, not only here in Australia, but around the world. But check this out. I've got to put my glasses on to to get this all right. In Australia, the richest 1%, that is 250,000 people, have more than double the wealth of 50% of our population. 
That's 12.5 million people. This is Australia. We're not talking about worldwide. It gets worse worldwide. This is here in Australia. 1% of the population in Australia have more than double the wealth of 50% of the Australian population, which is 12.5 odd million. And they own nearly USD, US dollars, 1.6 trillion. Hmm. That's 22% of all of Australia's wealth is owned by 1% of the population. That's here in Australia. Wow. So we can clearly see this divide. Yep. Now, notice worldwide, this is this is absolutely incredible, okay? Worldwide, the wealthiest 1% of people in the world have more than double the wealth of 6.9 billion people. <laughs> That's almost the whole world. Mm. So we've got we've got almost 8 billion people in the world. So the 1% have more than double what 6.9 billion people have in the world. Wow. It's interesting. And it's interesting that um, during the pandemic, okay, so during the pandemic, it's been going on for about 18 months or so, according to Oxfam, in Australia, our 31 billionaires have seen their fortunes increase by nearly $85 billion since the global COVID-19 pandemic was declared back in March last year. Hmm. So they've gone up, whereas the poor, their wealth has gone down. Isn't that interesting? Very. And, um, and that just shows us, you know, where where we are living today and, and how things have have, have changed um, and not for the better. And, um, and so it's interesting also, according to Oxfam, they, they pointed out the economic fallout from the COVID-19 pandemic could push half a billion more people or 8% of the world's population into poverty mm. unless urgent action is taken to support developing countries. And I'm reading from, from their report. And so we can clearly see this haves and have-nots. Absolutely. Well, um, as we think on this thoughts, I'm, we're going to go to a break in a moment. We're going to have a news break and then we'll be back as we wrap up this study. But I hope that as you're listening, as I am and, and participating, that we are just seeing uh, how accurate Jesus was when he described the end of time as reflecting very much so the days of Noah. So enjoy this song by Ron and Patty. It's called Micah 6, 8. Beautiful verse. Show me your mind what is good and what doth Lord require of thee, but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. He has shown me your mind what is good. Listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. I'm Robbie Bergen, and I'm inviting you to tune into my brand new show right here on Faith FM, The Faith Experiment. 
Join me as I share with you my personal experiment with faith and how September 11, 2001 helped shape my worldview. I've got great giveaways, so join me on Mondays right after the breakfast show right here on Faith FM. everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Welcome back to Looking Up, everyone, and... Uh, we are glad that you're tracking with us. Believe it or not, we've still got one free offer up. It's not a free offer, it's a prize, I should say. It's the book End Time Living, Essential Truths for Troubled Times. We've had one person already call in and, and claim the prize, so there's still one left. If you're the third person to connect with us today by, by calling or texting us, uh, you simply have to give the code word, the, the word for today, it is family and just simply call or text us with that number on 0491064669 and this book by Mark Finley it's a brilliant book um will be yours well we are continuing our study and we're at the final part of mm, today's program it's gone quickly we've rounded the bend yes. and we're in the home stretch all right so tell us what we should do now okay well we've we've been looking at um the family yes and we've been looking at social justice and um and it's interesting that uh god points out that sodom um did not care for the poor and the needy and we've talked about you know the 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 gulf 
that is just growing so much more even, especially during COVID between the, the rich and the poor, not only around the world, but here in Australia, yes. as we discovered. Now, there's an interesting statement from that book, Patriarchs and Prophets, where the author there comments on what was taking place in the days of Noah in this space. So if you want to read that statement, I think it's very insightful. Patriarchs and Prophets, page 91. It says here, The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. God had given men his commandments as a rule of life, but his law was transgressed, and every conceivable sin was the result. The wickedness of men was open and daring. Justice was trampled in the dust, and the cries of the oppressed reached unto heaven. Wow, isn't that fascinating language? Very. So God's commandments that he had given as a rule of life, they were trampled, transgressed, and notice the result was every conceivable sin. Every conceivable sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, sin. And um, yeah, and uh, justice was trampled in the dust. And it's interesting um, what God says in Micah chapter 6 and verse 8. Uh, regarding you know regarding this subject, do you want to just read that for us? Micah six verse eight. He has shown you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Wow. We had we had that beautiful song earlier on, just just before we Micah six eight. Yeah, Micah six eight. Um, so, is this an area that we are facing great challenges in? Uh, absolutely. You know, justice, mercy. To walk humbly with our God. Yes. So when you don't have any God in the picture, when God's word goes out the window, then mercy and justice also follow. Yes. Um, it's interesting that uh, when God spoke to the children of Israel through Moses, so they're on the eve of the promised land. They've been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. It was never God's plan for them to wander for 40 years. But because they were stiff-necked and rebellious, um, they ended up wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. But now they're on the borders of the promised land. Moses is sharing final words of encouragement and admonition with them. And in Deuteronomy 24, notice what Moses says to them. Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 19 and verse 22. If you want to read that and just see how important this is. Deuteronomy chapter 24, verses 19 to 22? 19 and 22. Yeah, 19 and 22. When you reap your harvest in your field and forget a sheaf in the field, you shall not go back to get it. It shall be for the stranger, the fatherless and the widow, that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hands. And you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. Therefore, I command you to do this thing. Okay, so what's here God saying through Moses to the children of Israel? He is saying that they should show compassion. Mm, Absolutely. Why? Because God has delivered you. You may as well help somebody else. So God had delivered them from slavery, from Mm. oppression, from injustice. God had delivered them and he's saying, do not forget what it was like for you to experience injustice, injustice, a lack of compassion, a lack of mercy. So when you go into the land that I am giving to you, Ensure that you take care of the stranger. So that's that's someone that comes from a different a different nation. Yes. They were to respect them. They were to love them. They were to incorporate them into their community of faith. And they were to treat them with, with uh, respect and with love and with care. And the fatherless, the widow, 
And so we are to we are to care for one another. So mm-hmm. that was God's original plan from the very beginning. Amen. And it's interesting when you know we read that scripture from Ezekiel. God there is comparing the his people to the people of Sodom. Mm-hmm. They had become no different to the people of Sodom. And this is before uh, the exile to Babylon. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the chief reasons when you read through the Old Testament prophets of why the children of Israel, well, in particular, the, the children of Judah, um, they went into captivity to Babylon. But the other ten tribes, the northern tribes called Israel, uh, they they were dispersed amongst the Assyrians. You know, they they went into captivity, you know, more than a century before that, you know, 722 B.C., whereas um, uh, Jerusalem was destroyed in 586 B.C. But both... Groups. So all the children of Israel. One of the main reasons. One of the main reasons why they went into captivity is because they turned their back on God, and they turned their back on the widows, and the helpless. Um, they did not strengthen the poor and the needy, and so because of that, they turned their backs on God, and and God had to just turn away from them because that's what they chose, and their enemies came in, mm-hmm. and guess what? They found themselves in the same boat from where God had delivered them all those centuries before in Egypt. Hmm. Interesting. So can you see what happens? Yes. <laughs> God delivers us. He gives us a better way forward. If we turn our backs on God and say, no, thank you, we'll make our own way. We know the way. We mm-hmm. don't need you in our lives. Thank you. Thanks, but no thanks, dear History God. History repeats. History repeats. We go back to the pig pen. That's right. It's very, very powerful. So, um, yeah. So, when it comes to when it comes to justice, um, God is calling us to to take care of especially the vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a there is a, a vulnerable community that I really want to just highlight. This is near and dear to my heart um, because the Bible says, you know, God created you know mankind in His own image, yes. and I firmly believe um, in the value and the sanctity of life that begins at conception. Mm-hmm. This is a life that God brings into existence. Um, you know, Psalm 139, it's a, it's a miracle. Psalm 139 talks about, you know, we were formed and we were knitted um, in, our, in our mother's womb. David speaks of that, you know, Jeremiah chapter 1, you know, God says before, you know, before you came into the world, I knew you and I formed you. Mm-hmm. you know, John the Baptist, you know, that was a miraculous birth as well. Um, and so, you know, God values life. You know, he is the life giver. And yet, sadly, last year in 2020, we didn't hear this statistic on the news, but I'm going to share it today with our listeners. Last year, 2020, around the world, approximately 40 million, 40 million babies were aborted. Wow. 40 million. Wow, that's that's way more than our own population. Yeah. Just to put that in perspective, mm. last year, um, the two biggest killers... Um, were cancer and heart disease. Hmm. Cancer killed 10 million people around the world. Mm-hmm. Heart disease killed 18 million people around the world. So between cancer and heart disease, they're the two leading causes of death. In 2020, we had 28 million people die, whereas we had 40 million of the most vulnerable people on the planet, the unborn, that never had an opportunity to live. Wow, that's not a sign of the times. What that's is a huge sign of the times? Yeah. A huge sign of the times. And you know, God 
God called an abomination those that sacrificed their children in Old Testament times that had them pass through the fire, as the Bible calls it. Yes, good point. Because because children, you know, they're a gift from God. Absolutely. A precious gift from God. So I don't know if you want to add anything to that, but that's something oh. that I thought we need to really bring. If we're talking about justice, yeah. we're talking about compassion, especially for the especially for the most vulnerable, then we do need to highlight that. Yeah, I'm just still chewing over that number. That's that's an incredible number. 40 million, did you say? Yeah, 40 million 40 around million. the world are aborted. Yeah. Mm. In Australia, we have um, one in two pregnancies are unplanned. So that doesn't surprise maybe too many people. One in two pregnancies are unplanned, and of those unplanned pregnancies, one in four um, oh. proceed to abortion, which yeah. is obviously a lot of babies. And, I mean, there are reasons um, why people may do it. There may be a health reason. There may be a life and death reason. But the majority, but the majority are not. The majority are not. Yeah. If we're honest with ourselves, the majority are simply, you know, this baby unexpected or I don't want it or whatever the case may be, it just doesn't fit in with where I'm at right now. And so... Yeah. That's um, that's what's taking place. So anyway, there's a lot more that we can share on that, but it's just it's just very sad, very tragic, and um, it just tells us that you know Jesus is coming soon. But if I could just add this, there may be some of our listeners who may have experienced, and I've spoken to individuals who who have um, who have had an abortion yes. and they have deep regrets. And the good news is God is there to bring healing to us. He's there to bring forgiveness. He's there to bring restoration. And I believe in all my heart that that precious little baby. Um, even though it was aborted before it came into this world, but that precious little baby at whatever stage of the pregnancy will be in the kingdom. Mm. I believe it will be in the kingdom. Mm. So I believe there's going to be a lot of a <laughs> lot of people in the kingdom yep. from that point of view. Wow, what an amazing thought. Well, as we uh, come to the end of this segment, what would you like our leavers, oh, our leavers, our <laughs> listeners to be left with? <laughs> as yeah. like a, the final kind of wrap up. Sure. Well, I think um, I, I want to just sort of finish off with um, Romans thirteen verses eleven to fourteen, and you know, uh, you know, how then shall we live? You know, as we as we see these things taking place um, around us, and we see the coming of Jesus drawing. You know, how should we live? As followers of Jesus Christ. And I think the Apostle Paul here really in a beautiful way sums up, you know, how we ought to respond at such a time as this. And maybe you want to read that passage from Romans chapter 13, verses 11 to 14. It says, And do this knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore let us cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Amen. So that's really my my, my closing thought on this. Um, let us put on the Lord Jesus Christ. How do we do that? We do that by daily surrendering our life to Jesus. Every morning when we wake up, the first thing we do is thank him for giving us another day of life and just surrendering our hearts, our lives, just handing over our day into his hands Amen. and saying, Lord, I want to be used as your instrument. I want to be used as your ambassador today to share good news 
with those around me to share a message of hope, a message of peace, a message that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not the COVID vaccine. Amen. It's Jesus Christ yeah, and better. his precious coming. Amen. What a wonderful way to finish. And uh, yeah, surrendering your life to Christ, it's the essence of the Christian life. Uh, it's what it really means to be a Christian, to be totally surrendered to him. Amen. So if you have never surrendered your life to Christ, we want to invite you to to take that opportunity today to, to stop wherever you are and just open your heart to God and say, Lord, I want to give my life to you. We're going to listen to a song by Kathleen Carnelli. I hope I said that right. And it's again, Micah 6 8, right in theme with what we've been talking about. So um, as you listen, may you be blessed. And then we'll be back right after it with some final wrapping up comments. Enjoy this song. For he has shown thee, O man, what is good and his right plan, what the Lord does require. Let this be our desire to do justly.
Micah 6-8 by Amen. Kathleen Carnelli, and what a way to finish uh, our program today, a reminder of what's most important, to mm. love mercy, to walk humbly with our God, to do justly. Mm. Um, Pastor Danny, what would you like to say as we close? Well, as we close, I basically want to reiterate what I shared just before we went to that beautiful song, and that is that God is inviting us at this time in Earth's history, which I consider to be the darkest time in human history, um, to, to, to be his ambassadors, to be the ambassadors that God has called us to be, to shine the light. Jesus said not only that he was the light of the world, but he said you are mm-hmm. the light of the world. Mm-hmm. So what do you need light? You need light to be shone, you know, light to shine in the darkness. And so God is inviting us you know, to be lights of hope, lights of compassion, lights of mercy, lights of justice, to walk humbly with our God. And it's interesting because Noah walked with God. The Bible says Enoch walked with God and they would have walked in a humble, um, surrendered manner. So I want to just encourage our listeners, um, let's follow in the footsteps of Noah who walked with God, who walked humbly with his God, who was compassionate, merciful, caring for those around him and let's do that and let's seek to be the representatives that God has called us to be you know if ever mm-hmm. there was a time Sharissa when people needed hope when people needed encouragement when people needed to know uh, what is right and what is wrong what is helpful and unhelpful you know how they can prosper um, how they can enjoy that blessing of promise it's today so That's I just want to encourage our listeners to turn to Jesus he alone um will provide what we desperately need. And he alone is the one that will be our ultimate savior. Absolutely. And I just love that, that idea, that concept, walking with God. Mm. There can be no greater adventure. And anyone who walks with God never gets lost. He will walk you home. And uh, yeah, really, really beautiful thought there. And if Noah could walk with God, we can walk with God. Exactly. He was a man just like us. So uh, maybe we can close on that. And would you close in prayer for sure. us? Sure, sure. Father in heaven, we want to thank you so much for the blessings of your word. Thank you, Lord, so much that you've given us these stories in your word, that you, Lord, you were the one that pointed us to the days of Noah and the days of Lot. We didn't come up with that ourselves. That wasn't Charissa's idea, my idea, or Shell's idea, or any other human idea, Lord. That was your idea, You are the one that pointed us to these two end-time stories, or to these two stories, I should say, from history that have have huge um, end-time implications. And, Lord, as we learn the lessons, I pray that like, uh, like Noah and like Lot, that we will seek to be faithful to you, Lord, in these challenging times that we are in and that will only grow as your coming draws near. Help us, dear Lord, to point all that we come in contact with to Jesus. May we encourage all to look up, to look up to Jesus, because soon he will be coming, and soon the trumpet will sound, and soon we'll be in a place where there will be no more sin and suffering and sorrow. So I pray this, Lord, for each and every one of us, 
In Jesus' name I pray, we pray, amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for leading us through that study. I'm looking forward to next week. You said you're going to talk about yeah, the connection. Next week, the connection between, between Noah's day and Noah's. the Sabbath All right, this, at the end of time. It's, it's going really to be awesome. I'm really looking forward to this because uh, we already started hinting at just how important the Sabbath is today. So, yeah, don't miss next Wednesday. And actually, why not just keep listening to Faith FM because we're going to go to the Drive Time Show. It's live coming to us from Adelaide. And uh, for all you know, you never know, they could be talking about Noah too. They could. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. But, um, but yes, uh, it's been so good to have you joining us today. Uh, we, we love it that you're joining. And feel free to tell your friends to tune into Faith FM. There's so much uh, good stuff here and it's positively different radio. So remember as we close, fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith is different. Faith looks up. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Enjoy your week. Keep looking up. Don't give up. Don't give up. When there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Should the tears begin to start. With a prayer, all your cares he will cast into the depths of the sea. His love is always there for me.